Hey everyone, you're having a conversation with Jason. This is episode, oh my god, I don't even know. I think 14. I think we're on episode 14. We're doing great so far in the new setup with the new mics, with you know all the all the new environmental changes. Uh, if you're watching or listening on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends. If you're listening or and or watching uh, on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts, please like, follow as well. Share with your friends. Again, as I've been saying, share with your friends. Get this podcast to gain some traction. You know, we're trying to get somewhere. Today, with me, we have one guest, my good old buddy, my old roommate last year, Eli Rossler. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank it's a you. pleasure having you on, man. After we did like the, the documentary, this is like the second time I've got you like on camera. I've been so. wanting to do something for a while. I'm glad I'm, I'm finally a part of something. What, like film-wise? or Film-wise or... Pod- I, know, I, I like the podcast scene because it's nice where I get to just say whatever you know yeah, there's you no script just, it's yeah it's just like, like chill that. just talking right. just like hanging out this dude's been telling me he wants to be another one of my films yeah i do he's, he's got like the the acting chops after I the know. uh we did like a scene for a movie that i never uh posted it was like us two like i can't remember like we talked about some like stupid story and he was just yeah. sitting there on the bed next to me and he was yeah. like yo i'm an actor <laughs> yeah i thought that was awesome it was fun you recently went on a trip to uh where you went where'd you go mass Recently, just now? Just the past weekend, yeah. Last weekend, I went on a trip to Maine for a wedding. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. How'd that go? So the trip was good. It was for my cousin's wedding. Um, There's a lot going on. Uh, we It took me four hours to get there, which wasn't ideal, for mm-hmm. sure. But then, once I got there, it was a party, which was awesome. And the wedding by itself was great. And Who I was, was it for? It was my cousin um, from my mom's side... Her, my mom's sister's daughter got married. Mm. So we're not that that close, but it was great to see everyone and um, definitely see my uncle, who I'm actually pretty close with, mm-hmm. and who was Tommy, Tommy's um, boss at one. Point. Oh, that's right. You told me yes, about that. Yes, that's a, like that's yeah. a coincidental story. Yeah. Speaking of coincidence, actually, no, I think I've already told the story. Have I told the story? I don't know. I'll tell it again just in case I haven't. This is like a crazy coincidence. I you remember this because you were there. But um, it was me and uh, it was me and my friend Jason from Quinnipiac. We were on campus, uh, last year. Oh my god! And remember his like roommate? So yes. he was roommate uh at the time, and he told me that like his roommate wasn't in the room. He was just, like out at like another college visiting a cousin, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So he went to go say hi to you and like all the friends and stuff. And we go in there, and Jason saw his roommate in the room, and they started like freaking <laughs> yeah. out, and we're all like, yo, that what the hell's so going on? That was awesome. And it was because Ryan was cousins with. His roommate. Yeah. Which, like, that I don't was, know, great. was like a small world story. So funny. Yeah, it was really funny. So you went to a wedding. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you had the entire uh, four-hour ride to contemplate uh, history. Yes, because <laughs> after that history exam. That history exam was not ideal. No, not I felt ideal like we all. knew a lot. So I'm not too upset. I think it will be okay. It was It was the geography that was, like, was insane. Like, I'll, we'd, like, answer different geography questions, like, yeah. just, like, pointing them out on, like, a world map. Yeah, like, uh, we totally find like the Cape of Good Hope. What do you like? What is is that like even like a real place now? Is that still a place? I have no idea. Is it somewhere that I'd like to visit? No, <laughs> definitely but not. Definitely not. It's like the southern uh, edge of South Africa. Oh my god, no chance. Like not trying to go all the way down there. Yeah. And like, what what was even the significance of that place? Like, why was it on the quiz? I wasn't sure. <laughs> you know, I can't. I, give like, you I genuinely answer. can't tell you why yeah, that was yeah. on the quiz. Yeah, but I knew where it was because it's at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. So I've, I've definitely got it. that one right, which is great. But 
I don't know. It was just it was it was not an ideal situation. So funny. Speaking of geography, yeah, this is a terrible transition. I, I'll, I'll take this back. <laughs> I want to. So the biggest thing I wanted to talk to you on this podcast was uh, is um, it's based on what we did on the documentary on the film. Cool skiing. Cool. Yeah, because I've got I'm I'm like passionate in skiing. I'm sure like a lot of people listening are too. But you're like top dog when it comes to skiing, man. So we're kind of just gonna run through what was talked about on the documentary a little bit. Cool. But this time it's more of like a conversation yeah, yeah. instead of just right. you talking to the camera. Right. How'd you get into skiing? Um, so my parents have been skiing for um, forever. So my dad grew up, and when my dad grew up going to Waterville Valley, um, and so in Waterville, basically, my grandparents got this tiny little place, and he they didn't really go much, but he went with his friends, um, and then they got rid of it during when it's when he was in college but when they went uh he just developed a love for it uh him and my grandfather used to go skiing all around the world um they've done a lot of trips to whistler they went out west um and so it kind of became a thing where my family's just we've always skied and so for 20 years both my parents my parents actually have known each other since fourth grade so they weren't married at the time but for i think it's now 22 years uh they've they have been at sugarbush vermont because they rented a place with their friends and then ever since then they loved it so then they bought a condo we bought a, a two-bedroom and then at one point we had we bought a three-bedroom and we had both because the two-bedroom wouldn't sell so we would just have a bunch of people over and they were down the street from each other so they would just it'd be a party you know like mm-hmm. we could invite double the amount of people um, and then we sold the two, the two bedroom and now we live in the three bedroom and it's, we're going, I'm going this weekend. So it's not to oh, ski, yeah. but, um, just to like live the Vermont life for a little bit and just mm-hmm. relax. So yeah, it's been a long time coming, but I've been doing it since I was two years old maybe. So it's always been a huge thing in my life. Yeah. Is Vermont, is Vermont like the, the place you recommend to go for skiing? Well, for here, I mean, there's nowhere else really to go um, besides, like, the best skiing around is, is in Vermont. Mm-hmm. That's or, what I've always heard. Or in yeah. New York, yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to be making a trip out west for a weekend, but, yeah, it's around in Vermont is definitely the best place to ski. Gotcha. Yeah. What's, like, because, you know, like, skiing, anyone could just be skiing for their entire lives. Like, what yeah. what stands, like, what what about you stands out as a skier? Um, cause I know you did like ski patrol. You could like, maybe like, was it that or was like, what, what's, what's different about you when it comes to skiing? So it was when I was in, when I was learning how to ski, my dad was never, I was always with my parents until I was old enough to get into a program. And then when I was in the program, they would go do whatever they wanted to do. And it was kind of like, I got, um, babysat kind of. And so basically I was in this program for, I want to say, uh, eight years. So I was in a ski program every single weekend we'd go and there was a group of people and an instructor and I was in it for eight years. And then I moved on to this thing called the Mountaineers, which was more of like backpacking. Um, we stayed a night in the woods, uh, which was a lot of fun. And then after that I needed something. The next level would have been ski patrol. So I joined ski patrol. I did that for two years and then now I'm just kind of, um, skiing for fun because mm. 
there's kind of nowhere else to go. I could become a ski patroller, like, for good, but I can't commit to that, obviously, being at school. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't ever, but it would be getting having it as a job. But it's a lot of fun. I mean, regardless of what you're doing in the ski community, like, it's just such a good vibe. Like, you ski all day. You're tired. Once you had fun, you come home. It's warm. You can go in a hot tub or something. Yeah. It's just the most It really is the best. Feeling. The most relaxing oh feeling you can have after a day of yeah. skiing. Yeah. Do you have any tips for, like, uh, beginner skiers? Because there's um, a lot of different... Because I did, I did, like, the ski school when I started, and they yeah. always said, like, the, the whole side-to-side thing and, like... Yeah. And doing, like, the, the pizza or whatever the hell yeah. it was. I don't know. It's like, people have different ways of beginning. So, like, what's, like, what's your take on it? Stay away from the pizza. And, um... <laughs> You definitely want a little more French fry action, but what is yeah, that? What it's French when you fry just, just a little just straight. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just pra- it takes time. You know, like I found that a lot of my friends who I bring up to go skiing, they actually if they've played ice hockey, they're very good at skiing because mm-hmm. it kind of just correlates. They they translate to each other, so it's uh it's very easy for for ice hockey players to ski, um, and so. It just takes time. Like, the more you practice, the better you get it. Um, My dad's very good. My mom's been doing it for, I don't know, 30 years. She's still not that great. No offense, Mom. But, um, (laughs) yeah, she's she's getting there. But still the experience, you know, you're still enjoying it. Right. Have you ever uh, partaked in, like, freestyle skiing? So I've never done any freestyle skiing, but um, it's definitely... Being out west, I've done I've done some competitions in at Sugarbush, but it wasn't. I've never been one to just c- compete while skiing. It's more of something where I put my headphones in and I uh, just kind of relax and just enjoy like doing something that I love instead of just having to compete for skill wise. I'd like to just kind of do my own thing. I actually really love and really enjoy skiing by myself because it's just you put the headphones in and you just feel like you're in a different world. Because it's anything that you love you, that takes up your time. It just feels so great to just be on the slopes and be by yourself and just be in that one moment. And if it's like if you get a lot of snow and there's a lot of pow, it's fun because you're just knee deep. And it's, oh, my God, it feels like you're on, floating on a cloud. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's a great feeling. Does that mean, does that mean you prefer like the longer, uh, like the longer, less steep hills or slopes? Or do you prefer like a really fast, exhilarating experience? Um, it depends, you know, I've always been, so we do this thing where we do, it's called skinning. Um, skinning is where you take seal skin and it, seal skin only grips one way. So, um, if you ever see, seen a tele ski, it basically moves up and down. So what happens is my dad and I, after I did the mountaineer program, we both, well, I had it and then he ended up getting into it. He bought a, um, the binding to allow us to it's called skinning mm-hmm. what you do is you put the seal skin on the bottom of the ski and you it allows you to have traction so you can you can go up the mountain and it opens so you kind of go up like a cross-country ski and you can skin up the mountain so typically we do that and we go on the side of a slope but typically it's more steep mm-hmm. um and then we can go and then in the woods there's like trails where it's already skinned Personally, I prefer the woods just because it's like 
less people are in there. It's less crowded. Sugarbush, especially where we have a house, it's very. Um, it used to be a hidden gem, um, but now it's really populated. It's crazy populated. So the woods are the one place where you can really get time to yourself, which is mm-hmm. nice. So I definitely prefer the woods, or I prefer like the moguls. I like the moguls just because it, it's it's more I fun. Hate the moguls. That's so. Wait, much fun. So you skin the moguls? You can't skin the moguls. So you skin up. So you have a pack, and you skin up, uh-huh. and then once you take the seal, you get to the top, you take the seal skin off, you clip the binding back in, and then you put the skins back into your bag. Okay. And then you can ski, like, normally down. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've always had so much trouble with, like, moguls, because I'll start, like, I'll start going yeah. between them, and then eventually I'll just kind of, like, not do it anymore, and then right. I'll go knee deep into one and then I'm like I'm like out for the count man yeah or if you take it too fast then you just fly off one and you're just gone. it's a yard so it's <laughs> yeah. just yeah. You're like done for you're just gone yeah. you're sailing in the air it's happened a couple times yeah for sure at a um cause we I did ski club for my high school yeah and we went on one trip and this is actually why the ski club got shut down in my school because oh, they no longer had funding like the insurance wouldn't cover anymore mm-hmm. because this one kid I don't know what, exactly what happened, but he was like, he was like, I think he was freestyling, but I'm not entirely too sure. But I remember he was like, he hit like a mogul or like a ramp or something and went flying and he lost control and he landed and he got like, he like ruptured his spleen oh. and he started like pissing blood and everything. Oh, and they had to take awesome. him to the hospital and then the insurance was like, we're not going to cover you anymore. Right. Because there was like accident after accident every year. So they stopped, they stopped covering for like the ski club. I don't know. Yeah. It's like. Do you do you? Because people always say skiing is like easier than snowboarding. Do you see more danger in snowboarding, or do you feel like you feel like anything can happen with either sport? So I do both. Um, so obviously skiing is like the first thing that I go to, um, but snowboarding is a lot of fun. I used to be I used to just skate around my neighborhood when I was younger, mm-hmm. and that is like identical. So when I when I skated, it was just very easy to get on a snowboard and go so my mom used to snowboard and then came back to skiing um but she had some old board and i just waxed it up and i just bought some boots and was like i'm gonna go for it and so i just went for it and i ended up being fine and i did i did some hard stuff but it was i think was more challenging well it's also a little more foreign to me but I thought it was challenging because you can catch an edge really quick. Mm-hmm. So I was going with my mom. We were, we were having a good time. She was skiing. I was snowboarding. And then I caught an edge, and I split my knee in half. And basically, like, I was – we were eating, and I was like, why is my like, why is my leg wet, you know? And oh, then, God. And then I take off my, like, snow pants, and I look underneath, and my, my knee is just, like, bleeding, like, yeah. heavily. So I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, I'm probably not going to get on a snowboard again. But then I ended up getting on it. I ended up doing it again, and it was just a lot of – it's a lot of fun. I mean, both are fun, mm-hmm. but it depends. It's different fun because I've skied for so long that getting on a snowboard is, like, something I don't do as often, so it's cool, you know. Would you find more difficult to learn? I mean, I, I guess you probably say skiing, right, because you – Skiing was did harder. The, did the, ski, the skating at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, but for snowboard – you're kind of you're on one piece you know but on the skis you have two separate like boards basically so mm-hmm. it's like it's harder to control two things than one i personally think yeah but yeah what's your take on uh 
on dress for skiing, like dressing, because I have a story for that as well. That I'm just curious. Like, have you ever tried uh, like going out in the slopes and like with like nothing on? So like, not nothing on, but like minimal. So it's interesting you say that because <clears throat> my dad, uh, we have close friends in Vermont, and my dad, he, uh, he's, I mean, he wears rips in his jeans. You know, like he's, uh, he's not the, you know, he doesn't care as much about his clothing as like say I or my sister or my mom does mm-hmm. and so one of our close friends said um, he said to him and he goes Mr. Rosser you know your clothes your ski clothes are the nicest clothes you have and he <laughs> said I know because his the stuff he skis in is probably the nicest stuff he has in his whole wardrobe which I thought was funny but for skiing I think it's like it was different because when I went out west, it was more baggy, you know. But out mm-hmm. out here, like east, it's very. Um, it's like you want a little bit tighter, tighter to the shell, you know. So you want. It doesn't really matter, but it's a very. It, depending on where you go, it's a very different look. But typically, I go with something a little tighter. I just wear a shell on top of a jacket, so it's a really thin jacket that just repels the the water, mm-hmm. um, and then. I mean, but ski style is a thing. So, is, is that why you dress matters. a certain way, different places? I think so. I think it's just the culture too. You know, like out west, like when I went to visit my cousin in LA, um, everyone was wearing like baggy clothes. Like that's just a thing there. Mm-hmm. Here, it's not like that. You know, and so I think that that's just it's just kind of it correlates to skiing too. You know, people wear baggier clothes while they ski, and here it's more a little bit tighter. So it's just where you are. For sure, yeah. Because I, I, I went out uh, to New York um, to ski, and it was, like, freezing. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, like a good dress sense on, and I had, like, these gloves on. But for some reason, and I don't know why this happens, but every time I – even when I wear gloves, when I go out, my fingertips, like, they, yeah. they get so cold so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I was going, and I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And when in the locker room, my dad, like, we took the gloves off because I was like – my fingers like they're not feeling too good yeah, they feel right. all numb took them off i frostbite yeah and if i kept going then it it could have gotten like really bad right but it was at the stage where my dad was like because he's an emt so he was quickly yeah. like putting my hand under like his um under his arm or whatever and then taking me like doing the water and everything right and a quick tip for if you're cold never ever 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 put your hands under hot water when they're right. too cold because I, I it's like i think it gives you shock yeah, it's the reaction of too the two. much. There's too. It's too quick of a temperature change. You need yeah. to put them under like lukewarm water, right? And it, it'll like it'll still feel warm. You know, it'll feel cold, but yeah. that's just a just yeah. something for everyone out there listening to do. But um, ah, it's interesting. I mean, it's like it's cool hearing that you know you've been doing this your whole life, and you know you've gone to you know like competitions and um, done the ski patrol. Is there what's? I know Sugarbush was like the place you kind of grew up on. It like. Do you plan on, uh, like, living near it in the future? So it's interesting you say that because I don't know. So, like, we um, – I've been out west. Uh, we went to Copper a couple of years ago, which was in Colorado. Um, and then we went to Snowbird Alta, which is in Utah. And actually this December we're going to Switzerland and we're going to ski at Zermatt, which Damn. is this, like – yeah, it's cool. So it's – it's going to be a total different experience, but I feel like once I ski there, I'm probably going to 
who knows, maybe want to stay out in Europe for a year or two and ski and just yeah. kind of do work there and ski. I mean, but out west was complete different animal than here. So Really? Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be near Sugarbush, honestly. Why Why is the west different? Is they it just get so much more snow and the mountains are uh, bigger, okay. so it's just it's better skiing overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have so much more terrain. Have you never skied in Europe before? Never skied in Europe. Have you skied anywhere besides the U.S.? Um, I have not. I've skied. I've only skied in the U.S. Wow. A lot of mountains in the U.S., but not in Europe. So I'm excited to be in Europe, and hopefully maybe in a couple years I can get to Whistler. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I'm definitely stoked. We're going to have to do a little update after you go to Europe, see what what the difference is. That's going to be crazy. (laughs) I'm really excited. Yeah, that's good. Um, So moving on. You are a business major right. at Fairfield. I wanted to talk a little bit because now you need to, like, confirm with me here. Mm. Does your grandma own a wine business? Does she run a wine business or she, she just have not. a collection? She just has a collection. Okay. So she's – her collection got smaller over the years, obviously. But And since she's moved out of her old house and now into a new house, she doesn't have room for as much. But she just collects. So she doesn't own Any a, specific anything. reason or just because she just likes it? Um, so she just likes to, um, her and my grandfather was always, they were always into wine. Um, and they were always into futures, buying it before it comes out. And, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of that was a huge thing, especially with time because the year of a wine is, is there's good years and bad years. So like over the years, her being a collector has like, not like a connoisseur, but she collects. She has a, a good amount. Um, but, yeah, she, it's it's brought me to learn about wine, mm-hmm. which is funny. But, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, where, that's where I'm leading to with this is, like, do you do you have an interest in, like, in not maybe, like, collecting or doing something with wine in the future since it's kind of, like, in your bloodline now? So it's an expensive hobby. That's the <laughs> issue. But it is a... It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I definitely want to go out to to Napa Valley and eventually, like, do the tour and stuff. But I think because it's – because I've become so accustomed to it with, like, growing up that it's probably going to be something that when I get older I'll – I'd like to have a cellar. I'd like to have, like, a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's it's something that – it's very hard to, like, collect because you just need a lot a lot of wine you need to be buying as much as you're drinking so then you can just kind of offset the the two but yeah, yeah. what it, what is what is your interest in the whole business field i mean i've been having a lot of like film people on this podcast i know right. we're kind of changing it up now like you're very interested in like do you want to do entrepreneurship or like what's your what's your end goal with with uh with business do you have one so for business i don't have a specific end goal I love the market, um, so I'd like to do something regarding, like, the stock market. Um, I think that it's, right now, it's just, like, such a good time to research and learn. Um, but I think that for business, I definitely want to do something in the sense that it's always relating to others and talking with others. And I want to do something where I'm helping another person as much as I'm helping myself. Um that's why I like the idea of being a financial advisor, um, but I don't like that. That's 
like stereotype of like just the the people in business, the wealthier people in business taking money from you know it's there's no rules mm-hmm. um, I definitely don't want to be a part of that I want to be part of something with rules and I want something where it's definitely where I'm able to get to know other people and help them in a sense that financially and just improve a way of life mm-hmm. for example yeah do you so you said you're interested in the market yeah when did you when did you get when did you, why did you become interested in the market so I became interested in the market actually that's another thing from my grandparents um, they have always loved the market um, some people I find that some people are more of real estate uh, they invest in real estate and some people just invest in both and some people invest in the market and different people invest their money different ways but for our family we've we've really invested in the market and I think me after I had a bar mitzvah when I was 13 uh, everything I had from that bar mitzvah I I put into the market Mm. so then watching that grow over the the now I mean it was seven years ago um, is huge so I've always just watched it for a while I've picked things and I've added to it uh I, I mean, I just like to follow it and see see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And that, and just that process of me following it has allowed me to be more interested. And now I learn, like, know stuff I never thought I would know before and become, like, honestly passionate about it and now, like, wanting to go into a field that involves it. I never thought that would be a thing when I was 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So... You definitely know about this, but of like, I don't, I don't even know how long ago it was now. Maybe almost a year ago now, probably. The whole GameStop thing. Yeah. With the market. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that whole situation was before we get into the more details? So it was Reddit. So it was just like Reddit just went crazy, and they kind of, it's insane that Reddit could shift a market, you know? I, I never thought that would be possible. Um, but yeah, Reddit just predicted and they kind of all backed each other and the GameStop stock went crazy and when you were if you were trading on Robinhood at some point people would try to buy sell their stock and it would say like you know we're not allowing to sell at this time like a lot of platforms wouldn't even allow you to sell it so it was uh, definitely a weird experience I mean it's crazy how the market the market would have never done that in the past Social media has changed the market like drastically. It's crazy. exactly what I was about to bring up. It's insane because like social media just keeps growing and growing and growing. Where right. like how how do you see yourself? Like where do you see the market going in the future? Like do you, like do you worry that it's going to be too easily manipulated by by like social media by social media? I do, and I think like I've never thought of it like that, which is funny because like it's the first time I'm actually thinking about it enough to like talk about it where like I'm like yeah I actually do think it's gonna be manipulated but it is I mean it's crazy how um, Kim Kardashian can say one thing or Elon Musk can say one Mm -hmm. thing and a stock either goes crazy or plummets so I think like that is uh, but that is what stocks are but at the same time that's a scary thing because you really don't know and that's why it's so like volatile right now do you worry can uh, it could hurt the world in a sense like hurt the economy more if like if social media has too much of an influence i think social media has too much of an influence on everything so i think that honestly right now it is hurting 
the everything's kind of hurting because of social media. And I think like growing up, I wish I grew up. I mean, everyone says you, you wish you grew up in the, uh, the time your parents grew up. Mm-hmm. I always grew up thinking like, you know, I wish I didn't have an iPhone. I wish there was no such thing as where I had to keep up with like it was a where you had to f- get followers on Instagram or you had to have um, a certain score or whatever it is, you know, like I wish there was never that was never a thing. And you grew up in the time where there was no phones and there was no everyone knows everything because it's all on social media. It's good for social media helps a lot for business and like putting yourself out there, all that kind of stuff. But it really does consume you. A lot of people like I was talking about at the wedding with my uncle, how like sometimes even if I don't have my phone, I'll feel that vibrate in my pocket Mm -hmm. when it's not even there. Yeah. Which is a weird feeling. Like that's something that I would not like to have. Yeah. Um, and I feel like everyone needs to really just put their phones down more so then we can just be in the moment instead of like trying to, trying to be someone we're not with like social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean like, I feel like like right now I don't have my phone in my pocket. I yeah. feel like incomplete. Right. I feel like I need to have it with me, and it's like I I don't. I'm worried that in the future, like we're all gonna be like mindless zombies. Oh my god, I know. I mean, it's insane. Like you, you go on social media and the, like I don't want to say people don't have like their own like um. I don't, I don't know how I'm trying to word this. But, like people. People are so easily manipulated now by everything happening. Right. Um, and I don't know, like, do you think that we can – I don't really know how I want to word this, but do you do you see – like, do you see us becoming too um, – I don't know. Consumed. Yeah. Um, like, do you think we can change or do you think we're on a, we're on a road that's going to lead us to, to just – being mindless zombies like there's no there's no change I, I don't think there's a change at all but i also think that it's a situation where we kind of post just to like we post for other people to see what we're doing you know we post why when you post an instagram post you don't post an instagram post of uh you in your dorm room just hanging out you know you post when you're say in in Aruba or in the Caribbean or you're doing something crazy or you're with your friends out at like in a night out or something like that because you want people to see what you're doing so I feel like it's a constant like competition you know like everyone's trying to to compete you know you like those pictures Mm -hmm. of I mean you're more likely to like a picture of a Ferrari than you are of a Toyota right you know so it's it's just kind of a competition I feel like all the time so that's definitely not a good a good thing and I even try myself to just put my phone down and just like take time where I'm not on my phone just taking the and right as I you. say that my phone buzzed in my pocket but yes <laughs> yeah. hey man you, yeah. you didn't take yeah. it out so that's yeah. that's an improvement yeah totally do you do you see yourself competing sometimes like I, I know for me like I see I see people are out and doing these crazy things and like I need to be like I want to be like that like I want to be I want to be the man on top I always I've always had this kind of like this like inner ego where I feel like that right I want to be the man in the spotlight. Do you see yourself like that at all? I feel like I did in the past. You know, like in the past, like before I was at school, I'd always do that. And I'd always post just because I'd be like, oh, I want to, you know, I want all my friends to see I'm here. Like, but subconsciously, you know. And now it's more conscious where I'm like, oh, my God, like, 
I don't have that many followers. Like, I don't really care. You know, like, I don't, I don't really care about <clears throat> what I post, what I don't post. Um, I mean, I don't really post that much, but I scroll through it just aimlessly, and it kind of is a waste of time. You know, like, I mm-hmm. feel like I used to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, I wish I was like that. But, like, everyone has their own track, and, you know, everyone will get to where they want to be. And, like, you're never going to get to that point where you're going to where you could have what you're looking at from social media if you don't just live right now. You know, I always say just live in the moment. And it's just like and Tommy says that to me all the time. Tommy's always like when I get distracted, he's like, "Bro, you got to get back into the moment. The future, the pa- the past is the past. The future, you don't know what it holds. Just right now. It's all right now." Mm-hmm. So like I feel like that's a little bit more where <clears throat> with social media, you can't grasp that, but like that's where that's what i think about it at least yeah well i was gonna bring this up at the beginning of the episode then i forgot (laughs) and i feel like a bad friend (laughs) but today is eli's birthday (laughs) happy birthday my first uh my first podcast guest to have their birthday on on the day of my show and of course i didn't say it at the beginning and i hate myself now because i literally just remembered what a you're, you're 20 today 20 today. 20? Yeah. What's like uh what's what's the day looking like? The day has looked like a lot of school. Um and you know JP also turned 20 recently and we're having a little bit of a quarter life crisis realizing oh no. realizing <laughs> that we are now not teenagers and we are adults. Like it's like what is going on, you know? Yeah, like, that's I don't know too fast. I mean, he looked at me on the day before his birthday and he's like, "Man, what the fuck? And I said, <laughs> dude, I know. Like, I feel like time has really, I mean, it's like so fast, you know? It really is, yeah. So, yeah, it's been, I mean, I don't have much planned for today, but because it's a school day. If it was a Friday or a Saturday, mm-hmm. it would have been a little bit more fun. But, yeah, it's uh, definitely the day's going pretty well. Good. So far. Yeah. Hey, man, you get to you I get know. to experience the birthday celebration on the podcast. So know, that's always it. a good thing. Um. So you're you're currently working. This is another thing I want to bring up. Where are you working? So at home, at home. So I work at a Maserati Alfa Romeo dealership. Yeah. See, this is this is this is another really interesting thing. How'd you like? How'd you get into that? So I landed that from. So my boss was. Uh, so I walked in there. Um, one of my buddies, my buddy Mike from home, he worked at Lexus, and he was like kind of just a valet guy and just did did whatever and I tried to get a job there and they were just like we need someone full time I'm like well I go to school it's not going to happen so I went down the street to Maserati and Alfa Romeo where they have Ferraris Lamborghinis and I'm like this is just a shot in the dark you know like let's see what happens so I go I call them first they say yeah well we don't need anyone right now then I was like, a couple weeks later, I was like, you know, it's worth a try to go in there. I went in there. He was like, yeah, here's my card. He's like, I remember you calling. Whatever. I go to Lexus, and when I'm at Lexus, because I was going to try to get a job again from them, and she was like, listen, we do not need someone else, because I was trying to work with my boy, because I thought that would, be, that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And so then I went to uh, Boston Motorsports again, and... Christian was like, you know, just send me your resume. I'll give you four days a week. 
And I said, all right, cool, because I just nagged him. And he, mm-hmm. um, and then eventually I got it, and it's been crazy since. Why a, why a car dealership? Just because you're interested? or I love cars, and, I mean, who knows what happens in the future, but I might never drive a Lamborghini or a Ferrari ever again. So driving those cars is just unbelievable. Hey, do you do valet? So... I'm considered a, a lot associate or a lot executive. Um, so basically, on the lot, it's like when a, someone test someone test drives a car, a car comes out. Sometimes someone will park in that spot, and the, the car that comes back goes somewhere else. You know, you kind of just have to slide. It, you got to rearrange the lot a lot. We don't mm-hmm. have. It's constantly moving cars around. We have another lot that's not near us. So if someone wants that car they saw online. We go over to the other lot and get it for them. Um, so yeah, it's it's very. There's a lot of moving around. Sometimes I'll have to deliver something to Rhode Island or Connecticut or uh, New Hampshire. So there's a lot of just driving, um, and sometimes like the salespeople need help just with any given thing. So we got to gas gas the cars up. Uh, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it before you sell a car. Mm-hmm. Um, inspections, so yeah, I you had to make sure the car is like in good right. condition. Right. And these are all tasks that you do, or you just help with. So I do. Sometimes I'll do them on my own. There's this other guy I work with, Joe. He's he's does it with me. Um, so yeah, we it's it's a very um, fun job. It does it's, it sound like it's, a great it's job. one of the best jobs I've ever had. That's so awesome. I love it. Yeah. How long do you want to work there? So I'd like to work there for a couple more years, or like maybe this summer. I'm definitely going to see if I can get back there for winter break, and then after winter break, um, maybe in the, in the summer if I could get like two days a week, but who knows if they'll need me because um, I'm hoping for another internship somewhere. So we'll see. Um, but it was just an experience. Like the cars I drove were just, un- I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. But it also made me realize I would never want to, buy a Ferrari because it's just a waste of money, you know? Which it's like, it, why, because you're putting too much in to upkeep it? Yeah, but it's also the fact that it's just not, it's just not anything, like, driving all those cars, there's just so much, like, more you could get for your money, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like for the price of them, it's great. It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. They're so expensive. Taking... Because when you ask a lot of people what's their dream car, they just tell you that the, the car that looks the nicest to them, that they that they would have the most fun driving. I'm going to ask you that question, but I'm going to kind of change it up a bit. What's your dream car considering the price you're paying for it and how you have to maintain it and all the stuff that you've been talking about? So even though I just said I wouldn't drive a Ferrari, I, I very, if I had unlimited money, I would buy a Ferrari 812. It is just beautiful it's just a very good looking car um a lot of people are like why would you choose that out of all the ferraris but i just love the look of that and but i also think that's only if i had an unlimited amount of money something that i would like to achieve someday is i really love the porsche 911 and i just in dark green for some reason it just i just love that look and I really, so it just, yeah, it's just that <laughs> feeling where I just know I want it and I just really want it bad. So I know, so hopefully someday I'll be able to actually get it. You How know? much does that cost? 
Uh, right now, I mean, the mar- the car market's like crazy. Uh-huh. But if it were just a typical, um, like if the market wasn't as crazy as it is, it'd be a hundred and thirty. Wow, it's expensive. Yeah, it's very expensive. Yeah. Hey man, you got you yeah. got the uh, the business ventures to take up. I, so I mean, maybe one day you know you'll be able to get it. Are you looking to get like a nice house too one day, or you just want to? I'd keep love it a nice simple? house. Um, I think it's uh, it depends depends where I live. You know, like mm-hmm. I'd love to live in like maybe San Francisco, maybe live in Boston because I I mean I love Boston. I mean I grew up there, so I just love it. Um, and I love Southie, so it's like more of like an apartments style um but yeah I, I definitely want something nice eventually and we'll see what happens with with business yeah for sure because who knows i'm looking forward to to seeing the progression the journey I know. and maybe uh maybe one day in like the you know like 10 years from now when we're both like know. super successful and i'm still doing this podcast so i'm gonna get you that. back on i'd love that <laughs> that'd be awesome all right well i think that's gonna about wrap it up for this episode um, That's great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having even, me. Even, you know, on your birthday, you could be doing a lot of things right now, but you decided to come uh, have Love a chat. It. So, yeah. yeah, it's been a pleasure. Shake your hand. Do all my guests. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, guys, once again, if you're watching, listening, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, please like, subscribe, share, you know, get this podcast to, to you know, blow up one day. Looking for my niche right now. Right now we're just kind of doing the interview style, but, you know, one day we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find something that clicks. But again, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you all for listening, and have a good day. I'll see you in the next one.